Welcome to Looking for Life. This is Kirk Packer, and I'm here with George Thompson. And today we want to talk a little bit about how God reveals things in our hearts and the fact that as we go through this life, the Lord doesn't always give us warning about what's around the corner. He does tell us that he's always there and that we can lean into him. But as far as giving warning, that's not something that he often does, but he has reasons for it. George, you were sharing earlier about um, something the Lord was showing you through the Genesis account of Adam and Eve. Why don't we start there just by sharing some of that? So um, Adam and Eve are in the garden, and in the midst of that, as as the story goes, um, Satan comes upon Eve and tempts her into going where God has not told her to go or could go. Uh, and the the bottom line is life or death here. And the question came in in this regard was, why didn't God warn them in the midst of that? God knew it was going to happen. He's all-knowing God. He knows that. But in the midst of that, he didn't. And so, as you mentioned early, it's about shaping the heart, shaping the heart of man. And what does that look like for us? I find that the Lord, as I'm preparing a message, will oftentimes take me through something similar to what I'm preaching or teaching on and as I'm going through it, it won't click in my heart and mind that I'm going through what I'm getting ready to preach on until, you know, way down the road. But what the Lord often does through that is he reveals things that are in my heart and he teaches me how to walk with him. As things are revealed in my heart, I have an opportunity for healing, repentance, and... Um, you know, just kind of readjusting some things. But then I also learn how to trust in him, how to lean into him, not lean upon my own understanding. But it's it's funny that even, you know, he may not give us warnings, but he could have me teaching on the very thing I'm about to go through, and it still won't connect in my heart. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's so true. And and, you know, as you were speaking, Kirk, I, I was thinking about how um, so much of the time in our lives, as Jesus grows us, um, we're, we fall into the valley, if you will, and, and we'll be in a tough spot. And I was just thinking about how so much of the time that's a blessing because God focuses you in, in those dark or not really a dark, but a deep place like a valley and, and gets your attention. And then he brings you out of that valley and shows you what's going on. And it's, it's such a learning experience, you know, um, when you think about um, some of the disciples and what they have gone through in the midst of things, they, they had to go through the valley to get to the mountaintop. And, and it's so, so true to our own lives, you know, so many times over and over in my life, God was showing me something, and then I got to the mountain. And when we're in that valley, 
what the Lord is often doing, again, is revealing something that's in us. Not so that he can say, oh, look how bad you are. He is revealing fleshly things, things that are not good, but it's for the purpose of healing. It's because he loves us. And we can have that healing when we walk in humility and repentance. And that is to say, God, I'm wrong. God, you're right. Show me how to be free of this. And when we take that approach, he's right there to bring us healing. But if we didn't walk through the valleys, if we didn't walk through the temptations, we, we wouldn't be able to see what's in us and that disease that's in our soul and spirit would eat us up. And so it's important to remember, God's not doing this to be cruel. He's doing it actually for our good. Yeah, to bring freedom. Yeah. To bring freedom in our lives. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking about different times where I've been approached and totally caught off guard. And most of the time when that happens, I overreact to something. But what God is doing is exposing what's in my heart instead of trusting and loving Jesus and just listening and reacting as the spirit leads me, I get excited. (laughs) I overreact. And then I find myself repenting because I wasn't trusting in that moment as Jesus was asking me to. But in the long run of that, I was exposing my heart to where then Jesus could minister to who I really am. And when we don't understand how corrupt and ugly the flesh is, in those situations that you're talking about, we can just get mad because our main concern is our image. And maybe we tell ourselves, well, that's not who I really am. That, that just came out in that situation. Well, it's not who we really are if we have received Christ and we're following him. But it's still in there, and the Lord wants to eradicate those things. And so that's why he allows us to go through testing. When you go to the doctor and you get testing done, what's the point of it? The point of it is to see, is there anything negative going on that we need to take care of? Because if we don't take care of it, it's going to take you out on down the road. And so what God is doing is he's running testing, um, but his testing is not always the most comfortable. (laughs) You know, it makes a prod up the nose uh, uh, seem pretty good compared to some of the things that he takes us through. But again, it's for our good. It's so that we we can make it for the long haul through eternity with him. Yeah. And the thing that comes to my mind is, is just think about our marriage. If you're not tested in marriage, there's something wrong. Because one day you wake up next to a, a lady that you've married that has, doesn't think like you, doesn't react like you. I mean, there is nothing the same here. And God's put you together and you think it's a bad joke. And then you try to walk this out together. And I was just thinking about, you know, Early on in my marriage, um, you know, just sex, for instance, you know, if she says no to you, then all of a sudden you're thinking, what's wrong? What did I do? 
you know, your mind just goes all over the place. And Satan has a field day with you both because the least little thing it's coming into the brain and you're, you're reacting to it. And it's a cat fight, dog fight, whatever you want to call it, but it gets ugly in a hurry and it's all deception. It, it's, it's not what it is to be, but, but it sure makes that small flame turn into a bonfire. It does. And as, as things are being revealed in us, the enemy, because what, what you're talking about there is you're talking about how the enemy comes in in the midst of those things. And God's trying to reveal something to us, but the enemy comes in at that time and he then says, oh, this is so bad. This is unredeemable. This is, this is catastrophic. This will never make it. And so in those situations that you're talking about there with our spouse, for instance, he can come in and start saying, this will never work. You'll never get through that. I mean, just filling our mind with things. And part of what the Lord's trying to do in that situation is to reveal some things. He wants to bring about healing in both of us and so on. But we've got to be humble, but we also have to be wise and not give in to the voice of the enemy. It's learning to, to spot what's really going on. And one of the things that you and I were talking about was learning to spot the enemy, how he's working, where he's working, and, and to be wise to that. Yeah. And, and again, it's so important to be prayed up. And be in the word, um, you know, I mean, who, who was even closer than Adam and Eve than to the Lord? I mean, they, they were pretty tight there and they got deceived. Um, and so there, there's always that possibility um, that God's not going to show you everything. But also in the midst of that, when you think about your own life or when I'm thinking about my life, I'm thinking about how. If I am in a place um, where I am prayed up and I have been in the word, then I'm in a more humble state. I'm in a more uh, I'm in a more aware of what's going on, if you will, than when I'm just off the cuff and and not prepared. Um, I may not catch everything. Uh, there may be something that God exposes in my heart, but but for the most part, I'm a lot more humble. <laughs> If I'm in word and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm praying to Jesus in the midst of that. I find when I'm walking in rebellion to the Lord in some way, that even though I may be able to hide what's going on in my heart from other people around me, eventually it comes out. And it comes out through an unrelated event that tests me. I get tested, and because I'm already in rebellion, and I'm not close to the Lord, and I'm not humble, and I'm not submitted, that event brings out an unexpected reaction, mm -hmm. a, a reaction that is way overboard compared to what I'm actually going through. And then it, it's just, it, it, it comes out. And, and in that moment, it's a matter of getting past the symptoms of that blow up, whatever it was, and getting back to the root of, 
you know, where was I really walking in rebellion? Because it just, it just came out. Yeah. And, and that's such a hard place to be because in the midst of that, we're being tempted in so many ways, but we're also, we're believing a lie. (laughs) We're believing something that's being told in our head or, um, someone in, in, someone else that is coming at us per se is not wanting to accept who they are. And so we're being blamed for that. And so it's a tough situation and how you discern the whole situation. But, but the, the wise thing here is, is not to take that on, but you've got to be in that place of, 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 you know, in a very delicate situation where you don't take that on. But most of the time I'm not there. I end up taking whatever's thrown at me. Not only are we dealing with our own flesh, but we're dealing with the flesh of everyone around us. And so it's, it's you know, we have the, the traitor within us, we have the enemy coming out, and then we've got other people walking around in their flesh. And it, it just takes such a dependence on the Lord to continue to walk in a place of peace and life. Uh, I'm not talking about comfort. I'm just talking about peace and life because as we, you know, these unexpected things come at us, people react in their flesh towards us. And if, if we're not walking in a place of humility, we go right to our flesh and, uh, it can become an ugly cycle. Yeah. And, you know, I was just thinking about when, when your flesh wants what it wants, it's hard to stop that. It's very hard to stop that. And so much of the time I find, um, like you were talking about earlier, if I overreact, I really ruin the whole situation. And I may be right in what I'm doing, but at the same time, if I react in a difficult manner or if overreact in a hostile manner or whatever it may be, I find that I cause more damage. (laughs) I've caused more damage and the person I need to give grace to because they don't understand what they are doing. I've, I've overreacted and hurt the situation. So then I've had, I got to go back. I've got more work to do. Then I can go with the problem, but I've caused extra work in the midst of the situation, I guess is what I'm saying. And at that point, it's really hard to show someone where they are being led in their flesh because you've already reacted in yours and now the Lord's taken you back and he's shown you where you were. Um, and it can be done, but it, it, it will start with repentance even to the other person, even though maybe they started in the flesh. It means going back and saying, I reacted in the flesh here and the Lord's shown me that and I've repented and I want to repent to you. But now let, let's, Let's talk about what I believe um, the enemy was trying to do among us and, yeah. and really trying to, to walk out of that so that both can receive freedom. Yeah, because the, the biggest thing we have against Satan, um, other than Jesus Christ, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Word, is, you know, family. He hates family. That's something that is the apple of God's eye. He created family and all those things. And when you think about 
the family as a whole, what in our nation is being attacked any more than the family right now. And relationships with each other where two or more are gathered, I will be there also. That's what Jesus tells us. So even in that setting, Satan hates that because there's Jesus with us. And he, he is constantly against all that. And it, it, it's just one of those things that I need to keep reminding myself that what the important things are so I can humble myself and do the work of Jesus. When we talk about God revealing sickness and a sin in us, one of the ways he does that, as you've already said, is through other people, community, family. One of the biggest ways is through marriage because the person that we're married to is with us, not 24-7, but, but they're there a lot, and they, they see what's really going on. And that can be hard, but the good thing is is that we do get revealed to that person, and they are able to see some things and to help us see things and then to help us navigate what's really going on. And that's one of the reasons the Lord oftentimes or always places us with someone who's very different than uh, than us in certain ways, whatever they are. But it, it just helps reveal things to us. And it also, because they view life differently, they're able to see things that we wouldn't be able to see. And, and when we're in a place of humility and understand, okay, God's done this for my good. This isn't a sick joke. This is so that I can get healing. And when we trust that, there, there's something beautiful that can come about. But if we stay in the place of, oh, this is so hard. Why did God do this? We're not going to find that healing. Yeah. And I think communication is such a key in that um, because your spouse's woundings are not like your woundings. You guys were raised different. I mean, maybe in the same culture, but you just have different woundings. So communication in the midst of that is key because what hurts her may not hurt you. But if you communicate, don't do that, you know, to, to each other. This is This really affects me. This really affects me type scenario it it makes a huge difference in the midst of it but but wounding so much of the time directs us where we go and how we go there and what temperament we bring to it yeah and i I was i'm thinking about how we were talking earlier as we go through life we don't get to go through a training with rubber bullets this training in life that we're in, it's live ammo and it's, it's always happening. But the good news is, is that because of the work of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, we are able to be redeemed. And so even when we take a spiritual bullet, we're able to, to come back out of that. But it takes such humility because it can be so embarrassing um, when certain things get revealed in us, but it, it's so key to get beyond that embarrassment and and just to to know that it doesn't change God's love for us. He doesn't condone our sin, but it doesn't change His love for us, and He wants to bring healing. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good thought that you made me think of. Because in the midst of that, 
God loves us more than we can really know. And he, he's, he's set everything up to win. I mean, forgiveness is, is a way to win. When, when we forgive others, they forgive us. That's just a huge way to win. And when you, um, you know, just think about repentance, there's freedom in repentance. When you love, look past, you know, your spouse's uh, faults and just love her for who she is, there's just something about that that just brings peace to you. And uh, God does the same to us. He looks past who we really are, and he just loves us. I mean, Jesus died for us on the cross before, before, you know, we were even alive, but he knew what we were going to be. Another piece of this is that I continue to see, as God reveals things in my heart, he also reveals how he protects me. And the fact is, as ugly as my flesh is and the falls I've taken, there could be so many more falls, but the Lord protects me. He knows my vulnerabilities, and he does allow falls, enough of a fall that it gets my attention and it calls me to repentance. But, oh my, he has so protected me. I mean... I, uh, thus far, I've never murdered somebody, (laughs) but when I think about King David and, you know, his situation with Bathsheba and trying to cover up, uh, I mean, if you had the kind of power that he did, uh, I mean, man, is my flesh capable of that? Absolutely. And, and I just think about, there's just so many things that God has protected me from. Yeah. And it's so true because I mean, that's another blessing that we have in the midst of God's word of just one um, character after another throughout the Old and New Testament and how, how they succeeded and how they failed. And it's just a good reminder to us that, you know, these guys failed too, but God also forgave and blessed um, them. I mean, as you were speaking about King David, I'm thinking about Paul. You know, he killed Christians, I mean, for goodness sakes. And he, he just took them out, took them out, took them out. And I've often wondered, you know, one of the last uh, one of the last ones he killed, had, or at least had stoned to death, was Stephen, who was a very spiritual, <laughs> Jesus-following man. And I've often wondered if that's not the thorn in the side for Paul, you know, that he has to remember over and over because... Stephen was somebody that was definitely spirit-filled when Paul was not spirit-filled. And, but, you know, is that the right answer? I don't know. Scripture doesn't tell us that, but it sure makes a guy wonder. But that's a good example because in that moment with Paul, who was Saul at the time, the Lord revealed something in Saul's heart to him. And then... He's able to restore, and he's mm-hmm. able to redeem. And through that, he produces so much fruit through Paul's life. But it first took the revealing, and it took Paul humbling himself. And then the Lord's able to do the work instead of just rejecting him and being unwilling to look at the the ugliness of his flesh. Yeah. And again, there's another blessing of God 
um, when I think about, when you think about Paul after the road to Damascus and he gets his sight back and all that, he goes into some training for what, two or three years, something like that. He, he's just out. And we all have to go through that training. And I just think about, you know, the people in my life over the years and who God's brought to me over and over. And it's always been somebody else to take me a little farther, you know, down that road. And, um, it, God has always got a plan worked out for our lives. Always has got a plan and, and that we have a purpose and he has a plan. Yeah. And as we wrap up, that's a good point. You know, that redemption and that restoration, that, um, is not necessarily an instantaneous thing in the sense of with Paul, yes, when he receives, you know, the blood of Christ over him, he is redeemed and so on immediately. But there's this process that God takes him through to prepare him for the, the way he's going to use him. And, you know, that's another humility thing to to walk out what God has for you because healing when it comes to the soul and, and emotional things, it's not always instantaneous. There's this walking out the, the Lord wants to, to take us through. Any last thoughts? Just this is don't underestimate Satan. He, he is, he is roaming. The word tells us that. And he's roaming to seek, kill, and destroy. And just when you think he's not there, he is there. And so don't ever forget that. We pray that this has encouraged your heart, remembering that the revealing that the Lord brings in your heart and the fact that he doesn't always warn you, it's for a purpose. Um, And we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about the fact that we're, Uh, in a war and it's live rounds because God is able to redeem, but the, the, the fallout and the, the casualty rate can be so much smaller when we repent quickly, when we walk in humility and, and, and we don't get surprised by the ugliness of our flesh, um, because the Lord is able to give us a new heart. And um, just to, to give us a completely new life when we trust in him. May God bless you. Jesus, give me Jesus.